welcome to Hey Hi Who Are You, the podcast that's hosted by me, Maddie Hess. And today on the show, we have Harry Potvin, the host of the H Panel podcast, which is a podcast all about mental health. And it's breaking down barriers of talking about mental health with uh, men and different athletes. And honestly, his show has been really great to listen to, especially through lockdown. So I really hope you enjoy this episode with Harry and stick around. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? It looks like we have the same microphone. <laughs> ah, yes. You've got the snowball. The snowball. I know. But, it's the. Well, actually, I got this originally because I was making rap songs. Yeah, this is originally because I was writing my own songs, too. <laughs> I'm up at my cottage, by the way, so I have a different podcast background it's today. very nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, how's your Saturday going? It's really today? nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean... How uh, how everyone else is are, is you know like there's there's like nothing to do, uh, so it's just a matter of like trying to keep yourself busy with like like I've done yoga, I did some uh, Muay Thai, I had another interview at eleven today. Oh, nice! Wow. Well, yeah. then you've been really keeping busy. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying because when I when I just sit down, I lose my mind. Even if it's like I've learned this lately, is to write down everything that you have to do, even if it's like a minor thing. Yeah. And then scratch it out along the way. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I actually was pretty productive. Yeah. Even if it's like showering, maybe you ate like a fancy mm. lunch. Maybe you went for like a 10 minute walk. That's actually what I've been doing too. Even if I go for a 10 minute walk, I write it down so that like it, every day that I move even a little bit, I'm like, oh, I didn't sit on the couch yesterday. I did something. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. The, the problem when I don't write it is even if I had the most productive day ever, I still think I didn't do enough. And then I start to panic. Yeah. So, and then you're like, oh no, I'm like, my life is sinking away. Actually, right. have you seen, um, have you, this is so random. We can jump into normal things in a minute, but the, um, there's this calendar that you're supposed to post on your wall that has like the weeks of your life. Like they calculate how long your life expectancy is and it has a week per little circle and you're supposed to fill it in every week, but like, so that you like val like value your time. But to me, that just makes me panic. That's like, that's morbid. Like, it's like a <laughs> countdown to your death. My sister sent it to me and I was like, that is the most horrifying thing. Like, I do not want that in my house. <laughs> uh, no, man. I like, I get the message and I guess that works for people that would not work for me how, like how are those people right now when you can't do anything right you fill Filling in a bubble after bubble and you're like crying every day <laughs> <laughs> you almost fill 52 bubbles of quarantine you're like, <gasps> like yeah exactly i'd that. fill out the bubbles of quarantine maybe with a different color maybe that would feel better nah, no that'd hmm. be worse i don't know <laughs> i mean just to visually see how long we've been in it you're like oh. yeah See, because, like, I, I, I like talking about it for a brief period because it's like just to get it off my chest because all yeah. of us are alone in our thoughts. So it's like, it's nice to talk about it for a bit. Lockdown but, is ending in a couple of days, right? Yes. Is it? It's supposed to, well, it's supposed to be like not full on lockdown anymore in three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My tattoo artist messaged me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there, I've been actually meaning to get another tattoo for a long time too, but it keeps getting closed, so then I can't go. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. True. What's your next tattoo? I'm gonna get a bear. Ooh. Uh, probably right here somewhere. Fill the bicep in. I'm trying to get a full sleeve. Um, Are the rest uh, of them animals too? Yeah. Well, kind of. So, I've got um, I've got this on my arm. If I don't, I don't know if you can really read it, but it says "I love you" in Flemish. Oh. Okay. Cool. 
and it's got like the willow plant. Uh, it was for my Boma when she died. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so I've got that, and then I've got this, which is like the symbol of gratitude. Oh, cool. um, people think it's like a kiwi or something. Yeah, it kind uh-huh. of, it kind of like it looks a bit like a kiwi. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it really. I don't blame people. Being for grateful it. for kiwis is good too. But That's true, I love kiwi. <laughs> uh, but the other ones, yeah. So I've got the tiger, I've got a rhino, got a giraffe, and I've got a couple elephants. So then, actually, wait. So you work at the zoo, right? Are these all? Is, is that why? You, like, are you a huge animal person? Always, yeah. I've always been. <laughs> yeah, it's like a part of me. No, that's all. well. Yeah, literally. Now it's literally a part of you. It's literally. <laughs> you yeah, literally. yeah. <laughs> Much to the dismay of my parents, but it's it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, my parents mom, are always like that. Growing up, my mom always said, if you get a tattoo, you have to get it on your forehead. Otherwise, you're not allowed to get it. Because, like, I guess it was like you have to like live with the worst option. Yeah. And I was like, that's so stupid. And anyway, now I have like seven tattoos and whatever. Yeah. Like once it's done, what are they gonna do? Like. <laughs> No, absolutely nothing. And I remember for my first one, uh, I was in the chair when my dad called me and said, I don't think you should do this. And I was like, you're like, well, too late late for that. (laughs) Yeah. My, my dad actually came with me to my first one. Nice. That's nice of him. Yeah. My mom was like that. So roles reversed there. True. Like helping me with where to put it and stuff. I feel like there's usually a bad cop, good cop situation in most yeah. parents. <laughs> there has to be. Has to be, otherwise it doesn't work out. Um. Anyway, well, I guess we can kind of hop into. I mean, I've actually never met you. If um, so, you can tell me a little bit about yourself and tell anyone who's listening just like your general elevator pitch of who you are as a human. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, sometimes when people ask me, I'm like, I don't know, I'm a dude. <laughs> yeah. no, uh, no, but so I'm, I'm Harry. Um, uh, I live in Brooklyn, Ontario, which is kind of like near Whitby. Do you know where Whitby is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I live right outside of Whitby. Um, I went to the University of Guelph. I've got one course left. It's such a pain in the butt. Oh, I have getting... two courses left. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> like at least now we have so much free time that it's doable but like it's so naggy it's like it's like can you just give me the freaking diploma please (laughs) the thing is like i this is a tangent but i literally only do like an assignment every other week so it's nothing but it's still like in the back of my mind yeah well, Brutal. because everyone, I'm sure you feel the same. Like everyone, at least for me, all my friends have graduated and I'm like so close that it's just like, oh, I can taste it, but it's not there yet. And it's yep. so annoying, but yeah. whatever. It's okay. We're not behind anyone. It's just, you know. Well, like what, what are they doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> We're all doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm still at Guelph for biology. That's what okay. I'm studying. Nice. Um, I was on the varsity swim team for all four years. Captain, captain in my last year. I like to brag about that suddenly for a lot of people. Um, I was, I've been a competitive swimmer for 11 years. Um, host of my own podcast. and Plug it. Plug it. What's it called? Oh, it's called the H panel. Um, it's on all podcast platforms. But that's, that's pretty much me. I mean, I don't know. Um, and the Toronto Zoo, you, you work at the zoo, which is so cool. I like, I'm so yes. jealous of that job. That's so cool. I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, usually my job is great. Like I, I love working there and it was, it was a, um, 
it was such a trip to get the email and then go in to apply and like walk back into the zoo and look around because that that was like my my little safe haven when I was a kid was the zoo we would go every day yeah. and I would like just lose you myself go every day well like <laughs> there was like a go every day in the summer okay like we had well, memberships so we just kind of oh, went. Sure. Yeah. I was like damn that's expensive but true membership that makes sense yeah exactly <laughs> no, 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 we paid every time yeah uh, I was like holy crap okay <laughs> yeah. yeah no but so we went and it was just like an escape for me as a kid. Like it was really cool and I loved animals already. So to go there, cause I hadn't been there since I was like six or seven. So to go there at 1920 and just and go to behind see the scenes, again, it was yeah. like a trip down memory lane. And that was the first time in a job interview where I kind of, I don't know what happened, but I walked in and instead of being nervous or anything, I was like, I'm getting this. I was like, I, no one is taking this job from me because there was no way I was going to walk into the place that I had called home for so long and not get that job. I was like, this is happening. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, that's probably why you got it. You were like, I'm already working here. You can't, you can't get rid of me. (laughs) I was like, I already bought my clothes, man. (laughs) Yeah. You walk into the interview in the uniform and they're like, uh, (laughs) who are you? You got them custom embroidered yourself. And they're like, Okay, cocky, confident. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little too cocky. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very lucky because uh, usually I'm a camp counselor. I teach kids about the animals at the zoo. Oh, um, okay. So you already worked there. Like, wait, or is that the job you originally got? That was the job I originally got. That was was it last? No, it was two summers ago. Man, okay. last year went so quick, but also yeah, so. I, slow. What year is it? I don't. I have no. Yeah. Idea. <laughs> This is 2020. Like once we get out of quarantine, it's 2020. Yeah. Um, I Like all those TikToks that are like at the end of this, like your next, your last birthday didn't count. Like you're still the same true. age. And I'm like, true. I really hope yeah. that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so you got the counselor job like two summers ago, but now I guess you just take care of the animals or. No. So, so I got the counselor job and I got to teach kids about the zoo, which was really yeah. cool. And we got to go behind the scenes. I got to feed the animals. Yeah. I got to like meet them. It was a dream come true. I mean, the kids were kind of a pain in the butt, but yeah. everything else was like a dream come true. And then last year, because the zoo was closed, we got, I got redeployed to custodial, oh. which <laughs> no, no knock on any custodians, but it's not it, as exciting. It was a bummer. And yeah. it, the, the, the actual custodian job wasn't terrible. And the people I was working with were great. So it kind of made time go quicker. The one thing that I hated was when they reopened to like a certain amount of people back in the summer when like quarantine was kind of lifted, but not really. They had us sitting in front of the washrooms and like going in and cleaning it after each person. Oh no. And you're so like, I know this is so gross, but like if someone had, you know, a situation, then you know exactly whose it was, you know what I mean? You go right after them. (laughs) You get way too personal with Way too up in people's business. The amount, like, I don't want to get into detail. Well, I could, but I'd rather not. I mean, I'm into toilet humor, but I doubt everyone is. (laughs) I I don't want to burden your listeners with like my horror (laughs) stories, but let's just say there were a couple times where I was like, this is not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. You're like, I, well, cause it's not the job you applied for too. Like you, 
you if you had applied for it and this is what you were hoping to do i mean then you already knew but like you got like switched over to something Mm -hmm. you weren't necessarily into which kind of sucks but i mean you still had a job which is better than a lot of people can say so i was just gonna say like it, it sucked and it you got to see a side of people that you just never want to see but the fact that the zoo did give me a job and kept me going like i'm thankful for that like i i so lucky a lot of people didn't have jobs right and it's it was nice to have an everyday thing to go to even if it was so terrible (laughs) (laughs) like i was still at the zoo so it was still like the dream come true was there but like in a different kind (laughs) of Yeah, it was like the dark side of the moon. You were like, I made it, but it's shitty. But that's but okay. I'm clean, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh my god. Well, I mean, yeah, that's still cool. Wait, so what's your favorite zoo animal then? Do you have one? I love the hippo. I oh, do. Yeah. The um the river hippos are my favorite. Uh, and then I think right next to them the rhinos the they're just the rhinos are like big dogs which i would have never expected but yeah, i thought they were supposed to be like scary or like hippos are supposed to be scary I hippos thought. are terrifying yeah. yeah hippos are so dangerous but rhinos are just like dogs that can't see so oh. they're like skittish but they play tag with each other and what oh my gosh the hippo makes me think of did you do you remember when we were little that like i'm i'm assuming we're around the same age but when we were little um like the house hippo commercials Yes. Oh my God. So cute. That's all. I I used to think that was real. I used to think that was so real. But every Canadian has a pet house hippo is the cutest thing. Oh, I was like, we all feed them Timbits. (laughs) I know. I was like, really? We have a house hippo? Where is it? (laughs) Yeah, I can't find it. My parents so are like, cute. this isn't my kid. This kid's so <laughs> This kid like, is a little too dumb. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's and like, this okay, kid Harry, goes to the zoo. <laughs> like, Harry, you're 15, all right? Like, it's time to put that theory to rest. <laughs> yeah, this is last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with the whole varsity swimming thing, you, got, you talk about that a lot on your podcast. And yes. so I have, haven't listened to all of your episodes, obviously, because there's lots of them. And I just recently found you through Jordy. Um, so I guess I don't really know the origin origin story of what happened why did you start the podcast and kind of what was your what's what's with that (laughs) what's with that man first of all uh how dare you not listen to all my stuff i'm sorry i i'd have to binge (laughs) listen like for a long time god i don't have that um, much time i do work a job so (laughs) oh no excuse uh no but so um so originally it wasn't supposed to be a podcast it was supposed to kind of just be like a show on youtube Oh, okay. Yeah, but before that all started, I like I had my own internal battles and you know, I had my own recovery process. Um and I didn't really tell people like my inner circle and by my inner circle I mean like my family, the girl I was seeing, like that that tight knit group, they knew that I had my battles, but most people didn't because I was like, uh, I'm a guy, I'm an athlete. I don't, no one has ever talked about this in my life. I'm sure people had, but in but to you, it felt like you were the first one ever to have this issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So because all the guys I looked up to as a kid, as a young athlete, as a young student, as anything, as a young boy in general, no one talked about this stuff. So I was just like, I don't want to talk about this, especially because I'm on the varsity swim team now. Like, People on campus know me. I don't want, I'd rather just suppress it. 
and then it got like really bad. And then once I started getting the help I needed, I got asked if I wanted to come on to a men's only mental health panel at the University of Guelph. Oh, that's um, so cool. How did they, how did they find yeah. you? Did you like post something and then they like asked you or? Well, okay. So what year was it? I think it was 20, 2018 or something. This little company called Undress the Jersey wanted me to make a little post about my journey. So I shared it with them and they made an Instagram post about it. Oh. And it wasn't like anything in detail. It was just kind of like, hey, I've struggled before and I've been able to whatever. Keep in mind, I was still struggling pretty bad when I made this post. I just kind of made it so people thought like didn't worry about me. Yeah, but I mean, anytime that it's not like you can ever post something or say to anyone like, hey, I'm 100% better because like mental health is never like perfect, even when you're working on yourself. So yeah, I mean, but you were still in the thick of it, I guess. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. And then, then the following year, U Sports um, interviewed me for an article for Bell Let's Talk Day. Oh, do you, cool. Do you know what U Sports is? I mean, I'm assuming it has something to do with university sports. Like, is that what U yes. stands for? Yeah, well, I guess now it's called, uh, oh, what's it called now? I don't know what it's called now, but it, it's something stupid. But we, we called it U Sports. Um, and it was, uh, it, it's like all the universities in Canada. That's like the thing. But it's like all the universities are within U Sports. But they interviewed me for an article for Bell West Talk Day. And then that's kind of what opened the gate to people realizing like I had internal struggles. But even then, I didn't really go into depth because... There were still parts of me I felt uncomfortable sharing. Yeah. And so... And somehow it feels like you never know where the line is, where like you're like, okay, people are willing to listen to this. But what if I step it one step further and then they're going to... What if they shun me if I go into like a little bit deeper? And like that sucks that there is even that question mark. But like I totally get that. It's like, what if I, what if I let one tear out? Is that the line where people like kick me out and don't like, mm -hmm. like me anymore? You know what I mean? So I totally get that. You were like on the, on the edge. <laughs> exactly. Well, for a long time, that was the line. It was like, Hey, I'm sad. And everyone's like, bravo. And then it was like, Hey, I have like thoughts of ending it. And they're like, Whoa, Hey, that's controversial. Don't you dare say and that. You're like, and it's but like, that's how I feel. So what like, do you wait, want me to do? Just like pretend exactly. it's not happening. <laughs> like, so yeah. And for a long time I didn't. And then in that last, for that men's mental health panel, I didn't really think about the panel at all until the week before. And then I was like, I got to write something for it. And then that's kind of when I decided to really open up about everything. And then even then, like, there's obvious restrictions, like you can't go into detail about the thoughts you had or- Yeah, I mean, you, you can, warning, right? but like, you kind of have to be careful with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, like, you got to be respectful for trigger warnings and everything. But that, that was kind of where I fully opened up to people. And it was like a group of 300 random people. And it, it, it felt weird doing it. Like I, I didn't, it felt okay. Like it felt like a weight had lifted off my shoulders, but it didn't feel like, yeah, I over overcame the beast. Cause I was still in it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then for like a week late for a week after there was like, a bunch of people reaching out saying like how my story helped them and how a lot of people are going through the same thing. And I was like, you know what? I could advocate for this because I, I wasn't, it had gone to a point where I wasn't like shy with sharing how I was feeling because it was like, if you don't really want to listen to me or you don't want to be friends with me because I feel that way, good riddance. Like I don't want you here. Yeah. And so for a couple months, I like 
planned what I was going to do. And like my family was hesitant because they were like, what about employers? And I was like, if they don't employ me because of that, then I don't want to work there. Yeah. Uh, If they don't want you because of being open about mental health, then like, why would you want to work there? There's it's a lot like of people like, of like if you don't get a job uh, because of your tattoos, like my Matsuma was my mom's huge argument too with a tattoo thing. It was like, if I don't get a job because they don't like my tattoos, then those people are closed-minded enough that I don't want to work there. Like, how is right. that? Like things like that, I just don't understand. I mean, especially the mental health one, but the tattoos mm-hmm. is even like a weird, what? Anyway, yeah. That's, <laughs> why I love, that's why I love the zoo because everyone's got a sleeve and my boss <laughs> likes all my posts. So, <laughs> so you know he supports all of it yeah exactly. so that um so that idea kind of rumigated and then two days before the pandemic happened i started my channel and it was just on youtube and it was originally just going to be me talking about my story and so i made the intro post and or intro video sorry and then i made another video talking about comparing yourself to social media standards um but in that video i made a vlog where uh, I was like, I'm going to take you through a day of school. And when I got to school, everything had shut down because of COVID. Oh my God. Wow. That's so weird. That's like yeah. such weird cosmic timing. <laughs> and, right. It was weird. And it had nothing to do with the pandemic. I was just, I was going to start it anyway. Yeah. And then in the video, I'm like, eh, I can't show you anything because COVID just hit us. So and then <laughs> you're like, so come home with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then. <laughs> So I, I was originally going to, what what made the show happen, this is a long-winded answer to your question, but what made the show happen was I realized that, yes, I have a lot of stories and I'm, I want to advocate, but I also don't know everything. I, I know my own personal experience and that's, I'm kind of limited in that way. And I'm also not licensed to do anything. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to other people about their experiences and like, like it, it wasn't even going to be professionals. It was just going to be like my friends and athletes I knew on campus. So that's how it started. Yeah. And like a sharing kind of, circle on camera. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then it, it kind of branched off into something bigger. Like I got a couple um, like Olympians and pro sports people and just a bunch of people who I never would have, I never planned for it to happen that way. And then, uh, eventually the the discussion started getting long and so people were like we love the videos but we're not going to stay on youtube for like an hour and a half and i was like yeah that's fair so then i just converted it to podcast yeah because you can listen to a podcast all day long like yeah exactly and like youtube you have to stay on youtube unless you got premium so it's like it's inconvenient i get it i just wanted the face-to-face action you know what i mean yeah, same. And I feel the same. That's why I'm doing it on IGTV because I was like, I don't want it to just be listening because I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like people can see you as you're talking and it's way more personal. Way better. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So the reason <laughs> I didn't want to be on podcast platforms was because I was like, everyone in their grandma has a podcast right now. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to fall into that. But but everyone in their grandma and their baby have a vlog. So it's kind of like you got to go everywhere to get somebody to look at it. <laughs> right. There's so many of us. There's bound to be like oversaturation and everything. So I was yeah. like, you know what? It's so then I just went to podcast platforms. I found it's been great. Um, but I, I did want to keep that face to face because this is this is a little horror, not a horror story, but like I, I was getting interviewed for someone's show and they were only filming audio 
so they they were like this the whole time of the recording i was talking about my story like i am now and they were just kind of like oh no and like but you had the camera going so you could see that they were doing that that's so awkward i would be like what oh yeah so so next question uh yeah that's what it was like it was it was terrible i would literally be like do you want me here because i don't feel like you do (laughs) yeah oh my god but yeah that's kind of where that's that's kind of where it started and i don't know where it's gonna go but yeah like what do you like do you have plans for like are you kind of just going week by week and like doing it for as long as you want to or are you hoping to like build it into a full-time thing yeah so um i think my goal is to do it full-time i mean at this point in time it seems a little unrealistic uh just because i'm still kind of new like my year is the same time that quarantine yeah so in a month you're you're a year old oh my gosh i'm a year old so i'm still a baby um (laughs) but i i think i i'm pretty confident in like what I'm doing, which for a lot of my life, I haven't been very confident in a lot of things I've done. Well, so stick with it. once you find something you feel good at, yeah. like, don't let it go. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I don't want to let it go. So I just recorded my 50th episode. Whoa, congrats. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just going to keep going. I mean, I love talking about it. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. So if I could do this full time, that'd be perfect. Um, and ideally, we get back to a place where people can come in person and I can talk to them in person because I do yeah. a lot better with that than the Zoom gloom. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm aiming towards. I'd like to get more full time with it. Maybe get a studio, maybe graduate mm. from the snowball. <laughs> mm, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. You get the, <laughs> the moving one, the moving microphone. Yeah. Or like what, like Joe Rogan has some sort of fancy setup. Maybe. Yep. Get something like that. <laughs> that's the goal. I mean, that's every podcaster's goal is Joe Rogan. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike. Actually, mine isn't Joe Rogan. Mine is um. Uh, do you know the podcast My Favorite Murder? No. Oh, they were like number one for a long time too. Um, they're like two comedian ladies who basically just share true crime stories and mental health stuff, and they're just like hilarious. And I feel like they're my best friends, even though I've never met them. Um, but they like if I could be like if I could have a show like them, that would be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, man. Like you've already got your foot in the door, right? That that's the thing is like. We got like a toe in the door. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't even think I've got a full foot in, but like <laughs> it, it's all about like, I, I don't want to say manifesting because you can, but you have to also put the work in. But yeah, if you can't like, manifest without action. You got to. Exactly. Gotta, but yeah. if you've got, if you're working like you are and you got the mindset, like I want to be like that, then yeah. you're on your way. I mean, also, I don't really want to be exactly like that because they're really famous now. Like, they're, like, recognized on the street. Like, I don't want that kind of fame. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. That's, that's too not much. really my, uh, my I don't know, goal. I don't really feel like being recognized. Mm-hmm. It sounds horrible, but, yeah. Oh, actually, on that note, have you – this is maybe you're not – are you into Britney Spears at all? <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I like her music, but <laughs> I don't – Have you been follow following it? her, like um, – conservatorship drama at all no 
Oh, okay. Well, so a conservatorship is based, sorry, this is such a weird tangent, but um, we were talking about being recognized on the street and that made me think of um, like how Britney Spears was like being like harassed by paparazzis and stuff for all those years and she had like her breakdown and whatever. Mm. Um, there's a whole um, new documentary that just came out last week about how she's being, um, her dad is un, like uh, without her consent is um, taking control of all of her finances and all her business decisions because she's apparently un, like unfit to make decisions for herself because of her breakdown like 12 years ago. Um, so basically she legally signed over her like power of attorney like 12 years ago when she was really mentally unwell. And now um, basically um, once you're under a conservatorship, it's really hard to get out of it. Um, but her dad is basically like paying himself millions of dollars a year out of her finances. And um, she basically can't make any decisions for herself, even though she's 40 years old. Anyway, so there's a whole documentary about it. It's kind of cool. I don't if you're not a Britney fan, though, you might not be interested. But it is. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. That's wild. Get her on the show. Get her on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's gonna look at me and go, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, that's insane. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah, like, and she isn't even really allowed to talk, like, speak out about it. So, like, she's kind of been like making some subtle posts about it, but like, she's not really legally allowed to post about it. So it's been like a really mm. weird behind-the-scenes thing. But yeah. That's so it's, sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. The, the actually the documentary made me cry. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It um yeah, just like how the media portrayed her as some psycho was just mm-hmm. not like I've said this before on my podcast a few episodes ago. But like using the word crazy or psycho or anything like that for anyone who's going through anything is just so wrong to me. It's like I don't know. That's just like belittling what they're, what they're going through. Like they're not just crazy. They clearly have something going on. Yeah, no, you, you nailed it in the head. It, it's literally just people who are too, either too lazy or just too close minded to understand what's going on. So they just need to put a label like that on it. Or like they don't want to see themselves in that crazy person. So they're like, I need to separate myself from that crazy person. Like if they're crazy, I'm not crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, that, that was that was something I worried about when I was opening up for sure. It was like, I, I, I'm not crazy. Uh, but I was kind of labeled that for a while. Not, not crazy, but like a hothead because growing up as a young boy i was only taught to be happy and to be angry and there was no in between oh and that's so sad <laughs> yeah so in like the prime developing stages of my life i would be like at swim practice and if a swim practice went the wrong way older guys would like punch the lockers and cuss and like you know get really pissed off so i, I was looking up as a young boy i was like that's how you react when you're sad i get it okay that makes sense oh no i guess you so don't then- have a big brother then <laughs> no, I'm the old. I'm the oldest. Yeah, true. <laughs> so then it was like my whole life. You know, I'd get upset or one inconvenience happened. I'd get overwhelmed, blackout, get super pissed off, and no one was willing to help because why? Why would you help the crazy person? You know? Yeah. Well, and they're just gonna label you. Yeah, like you said, as the hothead, and they're gonna be like, "Ooh, we don't want to deal with that guy." But like, that's clearly not. You don't want to be that guy either. <laughs> like, like your right? goal isn't to be that guy. <laughs> 
I didn't, I wasn't born going, yeah, I want to be a hothead. <laughs> yeah. I want to scare it's people and been... lose my shit. Like no one wants that. So yeah, it, it feels so good when I come out of a blackout moment and everyone's afraid of me. That's like the best feeling in the world. Like, no, <laughs> that's, that's your high. <laughs> You're high on life. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, the, it's the worst feeling on the planet. Like I didn't choose to be angry all the time, but yeah. I mean, we're, we're switching the narrative uh slowly because well, you're doing that work which is amazing thank you yeah <laughs> it's it's been the, the first i want to say month first month or two it was uncomfortable it was like i don't want to keep doing this because once you're exposed or once you expose yourself or you're like you're out there you're out there forever like it's yeah and it's pretty intimidating like the internet's pretty intimidating but i mean once you get past those first two months, it's like, I know what I'm doing here and I know why I'm doing it. And that's all I care about. I don't, I don't care about these little negative comments that come my way. Um, well, and like you said, anyone who doesn't stick around because of you sharing something important to you isn't worth worrying about. Like that's not, yeah, you're not doing it for those people. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing this for approval from people who don't approve of me. Like, that's yeah, exactly. Not, like I'm not, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. 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 I kind of felt the same with this podcast. Like, I mean, it's not as scary because my whole topic isn't mental health, but like, basically I was like, am I like th such a narcissist that I want to start my own podcast? <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm like, not even kidding, did a narcissism quiz the other day because I was like, do I, do I have to worry? Am I like, am I crazy for wanting to like share my thoughts and share people out there? But like, but then I was like, hold on. No, it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't care if like literally only my family listens. Like, I just want to like, share out people's stories like if a lot of my the people that listen to me don't know that you exist and if I can share your story then like that just amplifies your work and like sharing my best friend's work who does um like fashion design if I can lift her up well then like we're just like raising the community you know that's the goal of the podcast not to hear myself talk <laughs> yeah no I'm I'm the exact same way it's like well and the other bonus is like you get to talk to all these people that you would have never talked to before yeah, I would have never spoken to you in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, ex exactly. Um, I've been asking everybody what their favorite movie is because I'm a huge movie person and I feel like a mo your favorite movie says a lot about you. So what is your favorite movie? The Lion King. <gasps> the first one, of course, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the, no, the live action. <laughs> Ew. No, 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 no. You know what, though? Okay, here's the thing. Here, Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to defend the live action for a second. Okay. And this is very controversial with a lot of people I talk to. First of all, before we even get into that, it's Lion King, my favorite movie is Lion King, no question. It's been that way since I was born. It's just like I mean, it's, it's a masterpiece. You can't It is. <laughs> the soundtrack, the 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 cast, the animation, the, also animation. Simba and Nala are like the most attractive animated creatures of the planet. Like right? people didn't have a crush on Simba or Nala, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I had a huge crush on Simba. Um but so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so for the live action, I enjoyed it and I'm going to say why. It's not because like I watched it later and I said this isn't that great, but in the time all the camp counselors at the zoo, we went to the movie theater together to watch it so we rented out two of the rows and it was just us and i got so wine drunk at the movie theater from those <laughs> little pans that the whole movie i was laughing and giggling and just 
it was the best time. So I always associate that movie with that moment. So I'm like, I kind of liked it. And everyone's like, how dare you? (laughs) The original. I'm like, what? It's my favorite movie. You can't even say that. Well, also, if it's your favorite movie, then any version of it's going to be pretty okay. Right. See, and I also didn't have the bar set so high for my expectations. Because it's like, really, how good can it be? Yeah, well, it can't beat the first one. Like, no, that's no, no. how that's I feel thing. like about Mulan. Like, Mulan is one of my top, definitely top ten movies. Mulan is in there, and um, it's from our birth year, by the way. If you didn't know, oh really? <laughs> it is. <laughs> but um, it like I'm afraid to watch the real one, like the live action one, because like, what if it ruins it for me? But so I'm gonna keep my expectations real low. Mm-hmm. I hope you have to. I hope it's okay. Because yeah. I do want to watch it. I feel like I owe it to the original to watch the new one. Right, yeah. There was like some controversy, controversy about Mulan, but I never really looked into it. It was about like, I think it was about that they were filming in an area that had um, like captive, not captive. Um, oh, like camps? Yeah, concentration camps of like the Uyghur, Uyghur people? Is that, am I making that? Oh, that might be the wrong word. Anyway, of a certain group of Chinese people like a part of the Chinese population that is like discriminated against and there's a concentration camp somewhere there and I think they were filming in that area and like people were like why are you doing that you shouldn't I don't know I don't know exactly the details but that was what it was about right that's not great um yeah that's not a great start (laughs) (laughs) so Lion King's number one but what if you had to choose a live action one like a real movie not that Lion King isn't a real movie how dare you (laughs) (laughs) it's a real movie it's the realest of movies but that's right uh oh man that's tough um live action only movie you've ever seen is Lion King that's it that's the only movie I've ever seen Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a huge rom-com guy Really? What's um, your favorite rom-com? See, I don't even know. I don't know. What's one you really like? It doesn't have to be your favorite. Mm, I just watched Crazy Stupid Love again. <gasps> That's a good one. That's a I good cried one. three times. <laughs> okay. Yep. So I'm a big crier too. In it, which makes it like an automatic go. Like anything yes. with Steve Carell can't be bad. Yeah, Steve Carell's sick. I love Steve Carell. What's your top movie? If you ask the question, you have to have an answer yourself. Well, I have answered this on the show before. So if anyone remembers, but I'll answer it again. Um, it's um, this movie from 1940, which sounds like I'm trying to be a hipster, but I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually just really, really, really good. Like it, I think it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which like is a rare thing because Rotten Tomatoes is ridiculously hard to get a good score on. Um, But it's, um, I've just watched it since I was a kid because like my parents are really big, like old music, old movie people. And um, anyway, it's called The Philadelphia Story. And um, it's with Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart. Do you know any of those people? I know Hepburn. Yeah, well, you might know Audrey Hepburn, which is a different person. Right, that's right. <laughs> But yeah, so those three, but anyway, Catherine Hepburn, like I've read her autobiography too, so I'm just like a huge fan of her. She's like, a, she was like one of the first ladies in like the 30s and 40s that was like, started the trend of like wearing pants in public. Like women weren't really supposed mm. to wear pants, they were only supposed to wear dresses and skirts. And she like wore pants and like was her own like old badass self and like never got married and was just like this like amazing like anyway so she is the main leader of that movie and that movie is just 
It's so good. I recommend, especially if you like rom-coms, then you will like this one because mm. it's like a really, really well-written rom-com. Mm. Well, the Philadelphia story? The is Philadelphia story, yeah. Okay. I'll check that out tonight. Yeah, the 1941. Don't watch the a remake. Don't watch that. I watched it. That was the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID hit. I watched it the night before COVID happened. In theaters? Yeah, I watched it at a at a. Do you know? Oh no, you're not from Kitchener Waterloo. Um, there's like a vintage theater in Kitchener, um, mm. and they have like old movies that they play, and it's awesome. You get to have mm. like you can have wine with like velvet seats, and they play old movies. It's awesome. Oh, that should be everywhere. That should be everywhere. Everyone needs one of those. That one's called the Apollo Theater. I'm going to plug them because they're cool. Um, the Apollo Theater. And then the other one is called the Princess Cinema. And they're mm. both really cool. Quick little sponsor. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, on the topic of old movies, I have a pretty good story about... Uh, you, you've seen... You've, you must have seen The Sound of Music. Of course. Of course, yeah. of course. Oh, Christopher Plummer is dead. Yes, rest in peace. Rest in peace. To a real one. Um, so this, I used to be in into acting. Mm. Uh, shout out to Florella. Yes, I was going to ask you that actually. I heard that on your episode with Jordy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I used to before swimming, I was like, I was into acting. I did plays. I did musicals. Uh, did you sing? I had a solo. <laughs> in the sound of music? No. So oh. the, here's what happened. So the uh i was in musicals and stuff and the the big production of the sound of music was coming to toronto i don't know how many years ago that was i must have been it was before swimming so must have been like nine or eight and my mom was like you should apply because you're good at acting and i was like mom like the sound of music it was like up here and i had just been doing like the whiz and treasure island like little productions here and there and so she was like, you've got nothing to lose. You have a year to prepare. So for every day, every morning for a year, I would sing to my mom. I would sing the, <laughs> the, the original song, like the hills are alive with the sound. Yeah, of music, yeah. you know, um, every day for a year, just to prep my vocals, get like, remember the words, get everything down. Yeah. And so we got her and I went to when the day came, her and I went to the place and everyone, every other kid there for the part, they were all my age, but they all had agents. They were all in like suits. They had like cool. these full resumes of what they were doing. And my resume was literally, I did some plays and the only job I've ever had was dog sitting. Like, that, that was my resume. And my agent <laughs> was my mom. So we get there and I'm already immediately intimidated. I'm like, I, I can't do this. Like this isn't, and all these guys are professionals. And my mom's like, you've been practicing all year. You've got this. Just go in, work with your charm, and you'll get it. I was like, okay, <laughs> So I get in there, and it's like one room, and it's got three walls, no windows. It's like white walls. It's like one of those – in the movie, it's like – In a movie? <laughs> well, it kind of, no. It, it's like huge. It's like a little gymnasium thing. Okay. It's like – Oh, okay. In like one of those movies where they have someone, like a villain, chained up. <laughs> you know what like i mean interrogation room <laughs> yes so it's it's okay. like that and there's three judges and they're at a table uh they go like well, what's your name who are you and i said it and they're like are you gonna sing and i was like yeah so like okay so they played the instrumental for the song and i'm standing there in front of these three judges there's no windows there's nothing it's white they're all like 
whatever like let's get through it because they probably seen like hundreds of kids yeah exactly and i forgot every single word as soon as the song started and i hummed the entire (laughs) song in front of these judges because i i couldn't remember a word and at the end they would go there was like this awkward little silence and they go that's it and i was like yeah they're like that's that's all you have i'm like yep and they're like thanks and then and then my i walk out and my mom goes like how'd it go and i was like i never want to do plays ever again and that was the last time i ever did a play that's so sad. Oh, it wasn't meant to be. I don't know. Can you sing it now? <laughs> right now? No. <laughs> I actually have I, a very similar situation. Well, okay. Not exactly the same, but probably around the same age. I was, I was, I'm like a big Marilyn Monroe fan. Cause like who isn't? And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I like was trying to get into like the grade six talent show and I had this blonde wig and everything and I was gonna do like um diamonds are a girl's best friend with like this whole outfit and I was like I had a dance and like all everything I've been practicing for so long (laughs) and exactly the same thing I walk in the instrumental goes and I was like I got nothing (laughs) oh it I don't know I I don't even remember like the, the fact that kids have so much confidence, like the fact that I had the confidence to stand there in front of these professional judges and hum, <laughs> waste their time. I would pay <laughs> so much money to see that video. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would pay to have it burned. The fact that I think they get paid really good money to judge very talented people. And I wasted three minutes of their life. But humming. I'm sure they saw someone worse that day. I'm sure. I don't think so. The topic of talent shows, I also remember this one time. My brain remembers all the traumatic moments when I was a kid, uh, and that's it. Um, it was like the grade one talent show. I don't know. Like, I, I can't believe I remember this, but uh, my talent was to play piano, but I had never played piano before. I just wanted to impress a girl in my class. Um, so cute you're six years old and you're like this is my moment (laughs) yeah i was like this is the girl i want to marry uh so i have to impress her now so i said where is she (laughs) uh i don't know somewhere i mean (laughs) 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 she wants nothing to do with me uh but so your piano playing was bad (laughs) oh so so i i I didn't know how to play piano, but I signed up for it. So I went home and I was like, I need to learn like a song ASAP. And they're like, okay, here's the easiest song to learn. And it's, it was the alphabet, like uh, A, B, C, whatever. Um, the little star is the same song. I actually, I think it was, it was one of them. Cause it's well, the, same, the same tune. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Unless you were singing along, no one can tell the difference. Exactly. So that, that was the one I practiced for weeks and I get into the room where you audition and a, a kid in front of me played piano as well. And he did the exact same song. And oh. I was like, what the hell? And <laughs> so he left and then they were like, all right, Harry, come on, let's see what you got. And I freestyled. I just. Was it good? I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I have no musical ability. So they, it was just like, dun, 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 dun. and they were like, Okay. And the confidence to freestyle piano is also off the charts. <laughs> right? Like, where, where is that confidence now? <laughs> actually, wait. So, but with your rapping, you actually did write something. 
No. I don't want to plug my Rocky. Come on, come on. <laughs> I um, so I actually I love. I loved making music because at the time I was going through a rough spot. So it was a nice little outlet because it was me and my best friend and we did like a partnership and we kind of just fed off each other's energy and like wrote music together. And it was the process of making music is so fun. Um, And we weren't that bad. I mean, I know, you know, people who make their own music think they're the greatest. We're definitely not the greatest, but we're, I didn't think we were terrible for like the resources we had um it just never fell through it was like we made a whole album and then you made a whole album that's so much work it it took the whole summer it took the whole summer and then we kind of just never got it into production so we were like eh, and then kind of brushed it off but making music is so fun like I never wanted anything to come with it it was just the process and being there with my best friend is so fun well, that you even did it, like actually sticking through and making an entire album, like that's a lot of work. Like it doesn't matter if anyone hears it. That's really cool. We we had no idea what kind of work it would take. So like at the beginning of the summer, we're like, because a lot of people from our high school were making music. So we're like, are we about to do this? And we're like, yeah, we're about let's to make, make it big. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, about to, we're about to become the next big duo. Did you guys just rap over like sample beats or something? Or did you make your own beats? Oh no, sampled. <laughs> we, that would have been brutal. Uh, no, we, we took them from YouTube. We actually paid for the leases of the beats because we were like, we're going to release this. Um, so a lot of money went into it. Uh, there, there was one cool moment where we, we sent one of our songs. So we released two songs on SoundCloud and one of them kind of blew up a little, like a little, I mean like 5,000. Is it still there? Uh, I'm not even going to answer that. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm so gonna find it. No way, I'm not gonna find it. <laughs> I didn't use my name, so if you find it, I'll be genuinely very impressed. Um, but we, we we sent it into Hot Nine Ninety Seven Point Five or Three, uh, which is like a hip hop station in the states, because they were doing this thing where they were like critiquing people's music and whatever. So we're like, this is our chance to get recognized. So we sent in this song. And we got 80% approval. Whoa. And it was like, yeah, it was like a board of a bunch of hip hop people, which was pretty sick. Like that's nothing came. That's really, really cool. It was pretty, yeah. That's like an A. That's an A. <laughs> it's better than I've ever done in school. So I was like, is this our future? <laughs> Are we is. about to I do think, this? I think you're in the wrong recording business. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Forget the podcast. I'm being, I'm becoming a rapper, man. Yeah. You, you just start uploading your podcast as raps and like you just, oh. your listener base sticks around. <laughs> I like, I, I have, I pretend I have a guest on and I put all this fake stuff. And once you press play, it's just an album of me rapping. It's just an hour of rap. <laughs> it's just clickbait. Oh my God. Do you have any other creative hobbies or you guess you did acting, you did singing, you've done podcasting. What else? Uh, there? I used to write books. Oh, same actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I wrote this one book about a moose. We, all my books are involved with talking animals because I like animals better than people. Um, and so it was just like a moose who had a prophecy to fulfill or whatever. I don't even. And like there was a lot of bloodshed. I don't know. I was an angry kid. Um, and 
<laughs> and I sent it into an actual publication um, in Vancouver. And they but look at this confidence. You're sending all your stuff out. You're like, somebody right? needs to see this work. <laughs> right? I was so confident. I was like, this is getting published and <laughs> going to be a bestseller. And they, they, they sent me a letter back. This is how long ago it was. They didn't email me. They were like, um, yeah, you're in the right, you're going in the right direction, but uh, we're not going to publish this, uh, but keep going at it. And I was like, sick. And then I never wrote again. <laughs> Actually, I wrote, I rewrote my book. The most one? Yeah. In 20, 2019, because oh. I got, bro- I got broken up with in the <laughs> summer and I used that as fuel to rewrite the book. And I wrote a whole book in a month and then I sent it into publicists and nothing. I had better success when I was a kid. Was it all about, was it like murdering the mooses? Were you angry or like what was going on? <laughs> no, yeah, the first chapter and then he died. No, um, I, I don't even like, I don't even remember. It was just like one moose was chose, chosen above all to be like the ruler of whatever. And, and then he had to go figure it out. And there were wolves trying to eat him. So it was like one of those stupid So it's books, like but Harry Potter in moose form, basically. The pretty much, one. yeah. <laughs> With the whole mental health thing, going back a little bit, is like, do you have any – like I feel like you already talked about the like with guys, it's a little bit weirder to open up for some reason just because of like – societal norms which i think is so sad and stupid but like for like a young guy what would you say is like the best way to like start caring for yourself or like start the conversation i don't know that's kind of a big question but you can take that in any way you will (laughs) yeah i see i see what you're saying uh yeah that is a massive question um (laughs) I'm, i'm trying to go back to where i was um i mean the for younger guys now, it's still tough, but they do have it a little easier where like now it's more acceptable to talk about how you feel. Um, back when we were kids, like you'd be called all sorts of names just for crying in class. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're in that position where you do want to open up and you do want to you know, talk about how you're feeling, but you're scared to, it, the best thing to do is go to like the closest people you know first because at the end of the day those are the only people that really matter like your friends and your close family and like some some of them aren't gonna you know warm up to the idea quickly um i know a lot of people in my circle they were like we never thought that would be you because you had you put such a good mask on so they just it took them a long time to accept and that's gonna happen regardless but if they really are your friends, like if they're really your best friends, then they're going to be there for you no matter what. And the family members that deserve to stay in your life will care about it. It's just going to be a bit of warming up, but that first step is always the hardest. It's always the speaking it into reality. That's the scariest thing. So what I did was I went to my friends first because I didn't know how my family was going to react. And that might not work for people. Um, They might want to go to their family first. But for me personally, I went to my friends first. And then having them warm up to the idea and them accept me for who I was, like that kind of gave me a little more confidence to open up to other people. Yeah. But the other thing is is like, you you shouldn't feel pressure to open up to everybody. Mm -hmm. Like not everyone, everyone, not everyone needs to know what you're going through. But the people that, 
are in your life and that are really close to you, they should at least have a brief idea. They don't need to know the details, but having them on the same page as you is like, it's a game changer. It really is because then you start to feel like you're really not alone because there's something in our heads that convinces us that we're the only people going through it. And then you just feel so lonely. So, and then they have context too. Like if you randomly act out one day, like with what you're saying, where like you would randomly get hot headed or whatever. Like for me, it's often like a random outburst of like weirdly weeping in public. And like, that's so not me normally, but like when I'm going through something, that's like how it, like how I exhibit it. And like, if no one has context, like how are they supposed to understand you or help you or anything? Like, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where I would start. If you do, um, like therapy doesn't work for everybody, but if that's something that you think might help, that's completely fine. But, um, like if therapy is something that you're considering, then it shouldn't be, it is intimidating to go in. Like it took me 20 years to finally go, okay, fine. And Um, the first person you go to isn't going to be the best either necessarily too. Yes. Yes. It's like finding like a friend or like a partner, like a therapist has to match you. You can't just go in and expect anyone to work too. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a reason why a lot of people get discouraged is because that first person doesn't mesh well and they just think I'm screwed forever because this therapist doesn't work for me. So none yeah. of them will. That's just the idea. It's the same thing with like antidepressants It's the same thing with any kind of mental health recovery. It's yeah. even like, cause recovery is not linear. So the, that one first little dip in your recovery that you experience, a lot of people get discouraged. Um, but that's all part of the process, man. It's just keeping like knowing what the end goal is is very important and not to get discouraged on the little things like that. And also like the whole cliche, like it makes my eyes roll all the time still is like, you're never alone because you aren't. That's just the reality. It's just once you believe that, then it gets a lot better. But I mean, I could tell you for hours on end that you're never alone, but if you don't believe that yourself, you're not going to. So it's just, once you do get that, it's a lot better. Yeah. Because I know for me, like when people tell me that, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when some of the platforms are like, you're never alone. I'm like, Bleh. but it's true. <laughs> like, it's true. That's you got to listen to the cliches sometimes. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. The cliches are cliche for a reason. <laughs> so I feel like I've shared most of the random facts about <laughs> Uh, I usually don't talk about how I made music, so that's great. <laughs> I sent your freaking recordings to a radio station is so cool. No one does that. It doesn't matter if it worked out or not. That is awesome that you even thought to do that and were like, I'm going to make it big. That's awesome. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on here. It was really nice to meet you. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I already kind of met you by watching your videos. but, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was great. Thank you for having me on. I love doing stuff like this. So it was <laughs> yeah. nice to get the message. And hopefully this was a little less heavy than some other episodes that you have to do. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, definitely. So <laughs> it was a nice little break. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Lion King for half an hour. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no. Sometimes when I'm in the interviews, I'm like, oh, I could really talk about The Lion King right now. <laughs> You're like itching to talk about Simba. You're like, I can't not bring up my childhood crush right now. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, yeah, if you want to maybe plug your podcast specifically. Like- on Instagram and YouTube, it's The Mental Corner. It's uh, it's the same for both. And then on podcast platforms, it's just The H Panel. It's pretty simple. Um, Is The, the H, H panel- for Harry? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the H panel with Harry Potter on every podcast platform. So yeah, that's where I can be found. Awesome. Well, yay. Well, thank you so much. Well, so nice talking to you, Harry. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, talk to you later. All right, have a good one. Make sure to follow on Instagram and TikTok at heyhiwhoareyou.pod to stay up to date on new guests and new episodes.